When we purchased our house, there was a surprise for us in the front yard. Underneath the landscaping rock in the front yard, there was the stump of a tree. And I didn't see it and I didn't notice it until, surprise, shoots started growing out of this stump in the front yard. Now, obviously, that stump had been cut off very close to the ground. The rocks had been covering it, so it was a secret until that point, and I have no idea how long it had been since the tree was cut down. But it was obvious that there was still life in that stump and in the roots because up came all of these shoots. But that was a problem because instead of a nice-looking tree, these shoots just kind of made an ugly addition to the front yard, and the homeowners association wasn't very happy with it either. There's no longer life in that stump or in those roots. The rocks are covering over that stump once again. God's Old Testament prophet Isaiah described God's people using a picture that reminded me quite a bit of that stump. Isaiah compared the people of Israel to a tall and majestic tree. God had blessed them. He had made them into his very own chosen nation. And they rejected him. They didn't obey his commandments. They turned to other gods. They did whatever seemed right in their own way of thinking instead of listening to and serving the one and only true God. So he brought judgment on them. He brought punishment. He brought powerful enemy nations that destroyed and carried away the people, the nation. So instead of a, a beautiful forest of trees, the people of Israel were reduced to stumps. Even the line, even the dynasty of the great King David was cut down and was dead. In other words, I don't mean that it was the kind of stump that we used to have in our front yard that clearly still had life in it. It was the kind of stump that's in my yard now. It's dead. It's done. Nothing even remotely resembling a king was going to be seen from this line. Now, it's dangerous, I suppose, to speak in absolute terms about the future, but there are few things that I'm quite as confident about than my expectations that nothing is going to grow from that stump in my front yard. And it was just as improbable or even impossible that anything great was going to come out of the stump of David's line, or as Isaiah also refers to it, the stump of Jesse. Jesse was David's father. But the true God, who brings life from the dead, prophesied. He had Isaiah speak. He had Isaiah rejoice in a, a, a shoot 
that would come from this very stump. Isaiah foresaw a, a branch and fruit growing on it as well, and that's a prophecy that we get to rejoice in together today. We get to rejoice in it because that promise is for you too. Or to maintain Isaiah's figure of speech, a shoot springs up for you. About that shoot, Isaiah has some amazing things to say. He talks about a man on whom rests the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, and this servant of the Lord brings righteous judgments. This is a judge who's not going to be swayed by personal opinion. He's not going to be corrupted or in any way unfair. His decisions will be perfectly just and fair and right and righteous. And for many, that means that his judgments will be harsh, will be consuming. We read, he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath from his lips he will put the wicked to death. It's a powerful figure. It's a, a powerful warning about this judge. You don't want to cross him because he will repay you for what you deserve. And this warning, of course, this warning from Isaiah comes right on the heels of Isaiah's previous warning that God's chosen people would be devastated like a, a clear-cut forest. That same warning sounded centuries later for God's people as prophecy reached its fulfillments. The forerunner of the shoot of Jesse warned about what the judge was going to do to the wicked. The shoot, the branch, the judge is none other than Jesus. And in preparing the way for Jesus, John the Baptist stood and called for repentance. He called on people not to continue in their actions, not to continue in those actions that were marked by death and destruction. He warned them that trees that did not bear fruit already had the axe of the mighty and powerful judge Jesus ready to strike them down. That warning ought to ring in our ears too. I'm sure we would all love to think about our lives as, as beautiful, fruit-bearing trees and thank God that He has indeed made it so. But at times, doesn't it seem like we'd rather be the, the dead stumps as which we were born into this world? How easily do we, like those Old Testament people, take for granted God's love for us? We stop considering, we stop worrying, we stop even caring about what God would have to say to us as we chase after whatever it is we want. We turn our lives over to, to false gods like politics and politicians, like science and scientists, like fame and fortune and prestige and popularity. We ought to hear John saying, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven is near. 
and, and nearer now than it was at that time is the final judgment of the judge who is going to execute righteous judgments and will put the wicked to death. Well, that doesn't sound like cause for rejoicing, does it? That doesn't sound like a shoot that springs up for you. That doesn't sound like a gift that any of us would want on our Christmas wish list. But this promise is for you. This shoot is for you. John's voice crying out in the wilderness drew many who confessed their sins, who repented of them and were baptized by John. In other words, they confessed how poor and needy they truly were. They confessed that, admitted that they were oppressed by their own sins and by the enemies that were all around them and brought temptation to them. And for all who like that approach this prophecy in that spirit of repentance, a very different picture emerges. The righteous judge is a judge who gives righteousness. He serves the poor. He serves the oppressed. He defeats their enemies. He's not a judge who's, who's bought and paid for by the, the powerful special interests of the rich. In fact, he left his riches. He left his power to be one of the oppressed and to be one of the poor. He came to give his righteousness so that we could be declared not guilty in the eyes of God. That's who Jesus is. His life was was filled with the Spirit, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding and fear of the Lord. And so He served perfectly. He loved perfectly. He gave generously. He even gave so much as to give Himself His very life so that we dead and lifeless stumps could be made alive in Him. That's the shoot that springs up for you. He judges with righteousness, and that means that He gives you peace. He gives you a glorious rest. Just look at the way that Isaiah describes his kingdom. He talks about the wolf lying down with the lamb, the tiny child playing without fear at the nest of a, a venomous cobra. The mighty lion doesn't hunt prey. He eats straw like, like cattle. He's describing peace where you would expect violence and bloodshed. This is a description of what could be in a world where, where sin has not ruined everything and destroyed every bit of creation. It's a world of peace. And God has Isaiah spell it out in case any, anybody would otherwise miss it. They will not hurt or destroy anywhere on my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, this is what will take place on that day. The peoples will seek the root of Jesse, who will be standing like a banner for the peoples, and his resting place will be glorious. Because of Jesus, 
the branch, the, the root of Jesse, you have peace right now. You have forgiveness. You have the assurance that all of your sins have been removed. They've been taken away completely. And you will experience the, the fullness of the glory and that peace when you leave this sinful world behind and live forever with Jesus. I do recall being frustrated by shoots springing up from an old stump in my front yard. Took a little extra work, took some chemicals that are not very friendly to plants. There's no life in that stump anymore. And now that the issue has been solved, those shoots are not coming back again. I can't do anything to change it. But our God can do the impossible. He can bring deliverance out of judgment. He can bring the great king and judge from that dormant line of the previous great king, David. And he has done it. And he's done it for you. Today we celebrate that God has kept this promise. A shoot has sprung up for you. And he brings judgment and he brings peace. So we don't need to fear. We don't need to fear the truth that he will come again as judge. Instead, we can pray boldly. We can pray confidently. We can pray for that day and say, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.